Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right race fans let's get rowdy the next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only racing from the third tracks the carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. Absolutely, on Thursday night. Monday mornings and Thursday night. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back, Kyle. Bring it down to the very hey, final here. Man, getting ready for the last race of the chase here. Uh, the final four, Kyle. Uh, we got some sound on on some trucks tonight. I think we're going to do some special stuff this weekend, Friday. We talked about earlier, Kyle, and maybe Saturday because, I mean, we got a lot of stuff that we can absolutely get out there for this weekend. And, here we are, Kyle. We, we, you know, we've been waiting for this moment since uh, Daytona here. Yeah, we have a special edition of the Rowdy Maglite Show Friday afternoon. I think I had it for 5 Eastern, 4 Central. In between uh, the, the ARCA West race and truck practice, so uh, we already know who the ARCA West champion is going to be. That's going to be Jake Drew. But uh, still have a, title, or a, a race win on the line at Phoenix. Uh, Taylor Gray won the ARCA race there. In March, um, right after that terrible accident with uh, the David Gillen Racing trans- uh, Transport Hauler, and uh, Rowdy, I know I know it's been a week. Uh, I'm kind of starting to slowly get my voice back. I know it doesn't sound like it, but I am. Uh, you know, it's it's been a been a been a rough week, but just glad to be on the show. And you know, didn't make it to Bridgeport, unfortunately, but uh, you know they had a good showing. And now the World Finals are going on down in Charlotte, and. Looking forward to that and having our guests on tonight as well. Yep, we got Kobe Evans calling in tonight. Come, kind of, I guess we'll do a summary of what he's done all year and uh, what he's got planned for next year. And uh, Kyle, we got the winner from the Pro Lake model on, which is uh, Jake Bowman. And uh, good to get Jake on. A, 15-year-old that kind of come out ahead at, at the uh, All-American 400 in the Pro Late Model division, Kyle. He had a strong finish. Boy, what a race, man. It was a, it was uh, right to the very end, Kyle. It was the strong shall survive there. Yeah, Rowdy, uh, two tough races. Uh, Stephen Hassey coming out on top on the super late model portion of it. Like you said, Jake Bowman um, winning the uh, pro late model portion of it. So, yeah, good to have Jake on Tuesday uh, afternoon. Uh, We'll probably play his audio a little later on. 
But uh, I know uh, we, you know, we still we got a lot tonight. You know, we have a lot with regarding Martinsville getting ready for Phoenix, uh, Xfinity. I think it was all the playoff media days today. So uh, a lot of audio, a lot of content out there. So uh, looking forward to this weekend, Rowdy. Um, still Ross Chastain's hail melon or whatever you want to call it. Uh, still, uh, still fresh oh. in our heads. I think. You know, I think I honestly think he's the favorite now. Um, you know, with a drive like that and you know, running good at Phoenix there in the spring, finishing second to Chase Briscoe, I think. I think Ross Chastain's in the catbird seat to win this championship. I'm telling you, there's all kind of memes with wheels on the side of the car <laughs> that have, that's been added. But it he he got it there, guys. I, I mean, he absolutely did. All right, guys, I'd like to welcome first time on the show like to welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Kobe Evans. Welcome, Kobe. Good to be on. Thanks for having me. Man, Kobe, what a year, huh? We, we're, we're back to, to normal. Uh, I've seen you hustling around a set of tires a few times, and uh, it's it gets kind of hot down there in the fire suit, don't it? God, you have no idea, buddy, man. You know, as a redhead, it's it's even worse, man. I, I've had to go to the infield care center a couple times and on um really making a, a pact of this off season to maybe work out a little bit better and get some conditioning because, man, I'm I'm tired of being so wore out. Well, I, I think you was at uh, Worldwide Technology. I think that's where I seen you yeah. in the fire suit. It was hot, Kobe. That was a hot yeah. place. So, Kobe, kind of how do you get ready for something like that? I mean, for a day before. That you know you're going to be in the heat. You know, it's interesting. I I don't do this full-time, obviously. And the the funny part is, like, most of these gigs happen during the the hottest peak of summer. And, frankly, I just kind of accept it. I don't really prepare for it. I just kind of accept it. Go into it with knowing drink nothing but water, no soda, none of that. Eat okay. And just, uh, just keep yourself hydrated. I mean, I would say some weekends like Gateway, some weekends like Kansas, I'll go through maybe 15, 20 water bottles, and I still feel like crap. I still feel dehydrated, but, you know, you just got to push through it. I really don't have a mentality. You just go. What's it like working with Wayne Peterson? Oh, God, I tell you. You talk about a cool cat. <laughs> um, I mean... You know, he's about as real as it gets. He doesn't sugarcoat things. If you're doing it wrong, if you're working on the car wrong, he's going to tell you what you're doing wrong. Nine out of ten times, he'll throw something at you, whether it be like a lug nut or a a nut, a bolt, and he'll tell you what you're doing wrong. He'll always start off, this is what you're doing wrong, kid. He'll say that every single time, or at least when I was working with him. But he was always cordial. Um, He always helped. We... I single-handedly put together a fuel cell um, alone with him, and I think, honestly, the best part was is when we were having our lunch, he he would tell stories from the war. And, honestly, it was the best history class I'd ever been in. Like, you get a history lesson, you get to work on race cars, all in one day. And and it's fantastic. He's he's one of the best. I just – I hate that he's getting so old now that he can't go full-time anymore in the circuit, but – God, it's just a pleasure working for him, and it's it's just people like him I wish would get more attention. I I went up and helped him uh, 
build a unit where he could have a camper inside and pull a toter. And yep, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, when he said it was lunchtime, if he only called one time, the second time he unplugged whatever he was using, and he didn't have no choice but to stop them. But he cooks pretty good soup too. <laughs> he, he does. He does. I mean, let me tell you, he does. <laughs> so you get to ha- you work with Carl Longson also, don't you, Kobe? Yeah, yeah, Carl. Uh, I haven't worked with him in, a, in about a year. Um, he's kind of – I have. He's just kind of progressed, and um, uh, he's just kind of got more of his own guys. And he's, Although he could use volunteer help, he, he really kind of doesn't need it anymore. He's got a good group of solid hands with him. Yeah. Hey, Colby, you got Kyle here. First of all, thanks for coming on. Uh, first question for you is um, I'm kind of interested to how the Twitter page kind of kind of took off. Uh, you know, you posted all those pictures of starting park cars, and, you know, you migrated to the ARCA series. I mean, well, how's that been, and, you know, does it just keep you busy in the off time? Oh, yeah, man, yeah. Um, so, you know, I had my own personal Twitter account when I started around 2015, and it's just like I wasn't really gaining anywhere. Yeah, I got a couple hundred followers. It it just wasn't going anywhere, and I'm, you know, when like 2017 rolls around, and I'd always enjoyed the history of starting parks. And around that time, I was really starting to see a lot of gimmick Twitter accounts, like, you know, the the orange cone, you know, the pit wall, the catch fence. And I'm like, what is a good gimmick account that I know, like, is popular with a lot of young fans? And I just figured, man, if I enjoy the starting parks this much, there has to be an audience for this. And come to my surprise, there was. It took a while for the account to get off, but, man, once we got to about 1,000 followers on it, I mean, every single post was just really entertaining. I had people DMing me, submitting my own um, submitting their own starting parts for me to publish, and it just kind of took on a life of its own. It was a lot of fun, Um, a lot of kids. I had a lot of young kids who were on Twitter saying, dang, I didn't realize there were so many starting parks in racing history. And then, you know, around 2018, 19, um, was when I really started to do volunteer work for ARCA organizations. And I kind of transitioned it to more of an ARCA page because I feel like you know, it's, you see so many NASCAR Twitter accounts. You don't really see many ARCA-style Twitter accounts. And I feel like with the audience that I had built up, maybe I can give ARCA some extra publicity, if that makes sense. Which leads into my next question, um, your connection with the ARCA Menard Series. I mean, what's what's that atmosphere been like? And uh, I know you kind of hinted on it earlier, but, uh, I mean, what, 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 what attracted you to that series to wanting to, to be in it? Oh, really? For me, it was it, it was actually my grandfather. Um, he uh, he uh, took me to a lot of races when I was a kid, and you know before NASCAR came to Iowa Speedway, ARCA did for three years, and that was really for me that was the big show. I was never really an open wheel fan, so I didn't really go to those races at Iowa Speedway. It was the ARCA races for me at Iowa Speedway that were the big draw, and it was just seeing the competitive cars, the lower budget cars. Uh, meeting the drivers, the old guys who were still in their 60s going strong, was just really entertaining. And, you know, while, you know, my the rest of my family, they never really cared for ARCA. They were there to watch the big races. I always made sure to find time to watch it, and I just 
kind of stuck with it for every single ARCA race that was on main TV, not like Flow Racing, um, I would really try my best to watch it. And it's, you know, and then I got the idea of um, in late 2020, it's like, man, there's so many podcasts out there, you know, and there's a, a lot of NASCAR-themed podcasts. Why not try to do an ARCA podcast? And, you know, we haven't got, had the best traction. We we have a decent following. We have a decent follower count. Literally, last night was probably our best episode um, we had ever done. And, you know, it was thankful enough to meet ARCA's PR director at Kansas a couple, uh, about a month ago. It's just a series that's a lot of fun. The volunteer shift I've been able to do in the series, it's literally one big family. The lower budget teams um, get a lot of help from the big budget teams. It's literally a family, and it's a series that I genuinely enjoy very much. So you talk about the show. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that, please? Um, I know you and I have been chatting, messaging each other about it. Um, I mean, what's it about? Um, you know, what's what's the reach? I mean, what's it like, you know, having your own show now? It's actually quite fun, to be honest with you. Um, again, it's just the point of the show is just to get ARC out there. You know, you see a lot of NASCAR shows, and, I mean, you could say I'm just – not necessarily trying to copy the same format, but do like the same thing, you know, do a preview show of the entry list, the payouts, you know, the favorites, all that good stuff. And then the next week I, you know, do the review of the race, what I think of it. And, you know, and I really try to give an honest, fair opinion because, you know, not every ARCA race is uh, good. I'll, I'll be honest with that. Not every single one is a banger, but I try to give a fair, honest opinion about it. And I just, you know, I try to bring some of my followers be like, Hey, you know, I'm giving this series a good chance. I'm trying to give it publicity, and, you know, I hope you – I can convince, you know, the viewer that maybe they can go out and watch an ARCA race. If there's a local ARCA race in their area um, that they usually don't go to, go out and see it for once. Let me see what you think because I think, you know, it's a series that I feel like just – it needs more publicity, and that's and that's what I want to do for it because after the pandemic in 2020, they barely survived that. And I just want to bring more publicity to a series that, you know, for me as a when I was a kid, brought me so much enjoyment. So my last question for you is, uh, you talk about NASCAR buying ARCA back a few years ago. Um, I mean, how, how has it been? Have you seen any changes or anything, you know, with them taking it over? I mean, what what, what have you grasped when you've seen, you know, NASCAR, you know, going in there and, and buying the series and, and, you know, making it a feeder series? Well, the one part about that that I'm not entirely too happy with is, you know, they haven't really made many changes. In a lot of ways, ARCA's kind of, you know, run the same. It's kind of the same people that were running the circuit even before NASCAR purchased it. Um, I will say, though, I'm happy that they did because, um, you know, I've talked with the PR director and I've talked with many ARCA people. More than likely, ARCA would not have survived uh, the pandemic had NASCAR not purchased it. So to that, I'm actually grateful that NASCAR did purchase it. But at the end of the day, they really haven't done much with it. Um, none of the payouts have really increased. Maybe like, like I wish they would have. Um, the theater series, I think, is good. We just need a couple more, um, like, factory-based organizations. We really only have a couple of Toyota-based organizations and a couple of Fords. Uh, we did have a Chevrolet-based organization, but I think they might be folding and moving up to the truck circuit. 
I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy they bought the series to keep it alive, but I'm, I am a little disappointed that they haven't done much, and I definitely think there's room for improvement for sure. But, you know, no matter how it goes, I'm still going to support this series until the day either I die or the series dies. I don't know how long it's going to be around, but I'll definitely be a supporter of it no matter, no matter what. Well, Kobe, I, I fully understand where you're coming from because uh, I was introduced to the inside of ARCA through Earl Bonner. Remember Earl, the uh, carburation inspector? Yeah, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Well, Earl passed away before, right at the first year. This would have been his 50th year. His 50th year, man. But they did give give him his 50th year, and – that's that's how I fell in love with Arkin and the family, man. They were there through thick and thin with me, and we've, you know, that basically that's where we we come with it, and we've been following the guys on up the series and still follow Arca. So we try to do both. We didn't get as much coverage this year as we wanted to, but we didn't know in the NASCAR side either. But tell everybody. Uh, Tell me where they can find you each week and uh, your social media sites. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you can uh, find me on YouTube. Uh, it's the same as my uh, Twitter page, uh, just without the slash and the and sign, Arca NASCAR S&P Cars on YouTube. And, of course, on Twitter, you can find me at uh, Start and Park Car, Colby Evans dash Arca NASCAR S&P Cars. If you guys love the low-budget uh Low-budget content, uh, media news, and um, just like more reaching about the backmarkers, I'm your guy because those are the guys who I like to give more attention to. Well, there, it's really the real stories there that guys work, actually work 24-7 on the cars just to get them back to the track. And I, I'm with you, Kobe. Sometimes the payout is kind of hard to swallow for these guys to travel. The distance mm-hmm. they have to travel, you know. Kobe, appreciate you spending time with us tonight, my man. Looking forward to seeing you next season. No problem, Bob. Well, happy to be there. And if you guys, if you guys are at the race that I'm at, uh, run into me. I'll be, I'll be floating around somewhere. All right, Kobe. Appreciate it, my man. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thank Thanks you. Colby. Yep. All right. Bye, bye. All right, Kyle. Uh, appreciate Kobe coming on. I I I remember seeing him at Gateway in that fire suit trying to hustle some tires around Kyle, and it was smoking hot. It was some more hot. Yeah, Rowdy. He and I have been talking for a while. I've been trying to get him on. Um, was kind of kind of like what he had to say. Kind of wanted to hear his opinions and everything, and. Thought we'd bring him on and just, you know, kind of pick his brain a little bit, and I think that turned out really well. Um, you know, with all the knowledge he has, um, you know, kind of threw some questions at him, which he knew, you know, he knew. So that was that was good to see. So um, good to get all these guests, and uh, you know, I'm just glad uh, we could keep doing this every week, Rowdy. Well, Kyle, we're gonna move on to our next guest. Uh, he was racing in the Pro Lake models at Nashville at the All-American 400, and this is the only time he could do it was we had to pre-tape it on Tuesday and uh, because he's headed to a race in Vegas this 
actually uh, he's on his way now. So uh, Jake Bowman in Rackley Roofing, Kyle, he, he, he put on a heck of a show. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome our dri- winning driver this week at the U.S. Tank All-American in the Pro Late Models, Jake Bowman. Welcome, Jake. Hi, how are you doing? Jake, great. Uh, first of all, Jake, can you play a guitar? Um, No, that's one thing I can't do. So it's a beautiful trophy piece, so, and I know it's got to mean a lot because you raced the season there all all season, Jake, so you you kind of had a little bit of up on some of the guys with seat time at, at, at the speed, speedway, didn't you? Um, yeah, I ran it all season, so, I mean, we had some stuff figured out. I mean, we got kept on getting better every weekend, and um, we definitely were definitely faster running third, and then first and second just got into it, so just it gave me a chance to win. Jake, what, how do you how did you get the understanding of a race car? Because I talked to a couple of people, and they said you could run some laps around there and ex- kind of explain to your crew chief what was going on with the car. How that, where did that sense of the, what the car needs come from? Um, I probably learned the most of that in the legend car. I mean, it takes a lot for handling and that to be actually fast. So. I mean, the legend car taught me a lot of, like, handling-wise and making it better and better and learning what the car was doing to give my crew chief the right feedback. So you finished seventh last year, and you bring it to the victory lane this year. Quite of an improvement, wasn't it? They beat some good cars. Yeah, def- yeah definitely a lot of good cars were there. <laughs> definitely a lot of good cars got wrecked, too. I mean, but it was good. Jake, walk us through that last lap wrecked at uh where what position was you in at that moment? I was in third, and they were right in front of me. Probably I was about three car lengths back. And next thing you know, I, I mean, I knew they had some history between the two, and I was just watching them. Next thing you know, they're in the middle of the back stretch, and the seven just starts turning, er, turning in the corner early, and that he was only about at the quarter panel. And next thing you know, turns him into the wall. And thank God I was like far enough back to get clear of them so I didn't get into it either. Hi, Jake. You have Kyle here. Uh, first of all, thanks for coming on. First question for you is uh, talk. can you please talk a little bit about the uh, pro late model competition? Uh, Rowdy said you ran a uh, national all year, and what's it, What's the competition like in the pro late model division when you, where you've been running that? Um, it's definitely probably the hardest competition in the – the hardest pro late model series in the country, in my opinion, because every week you either get 25 cars or 35 cars, no less than 25. So, I mean, it's and top 15 has a chance to win. My next question for you is, uh, can you talk a little bit about your, your time with Rackley War Racing, uh, their presence in NASCAR, and, you know, what have they been doing for you now that you're on that team? I mean, it's just a big help, you know, like having that team, having that back background, with, like with the uh, the truck series, you know, and just having them involved. I mean, they have so much experience and so much telemetry with the cars, everything. It just helps a ton for me to learn about the feedback and all of that. It's just a great experience. So over the years, who have you been able to lean on the most when it when it comes to getting around the racetrack? 
Um, I've had a lot of mentors, like, I mean, such as, I mean, I, I ran for Jeremy Doss. He's a really good prolate model out West. And he's, he taught me a lot for a year too, running the SRL series. And that was probably my first like actual prolate model first series about a year ago. I ran the tour, the prolate model tour series, and he probably taught me a lot the most in the prolate car. So my final question for you is, um, what's the rest of the season looking like? Um, what have you learned running that prolate model? And, um, you know, what are, what are maybe you looking forward to next year as well? Um, this year I'm probably, I'm finishing the snowflake out with Rackley War. And then maybe next year I'll run with them. I really don't have a plan set up yet. I mean, we have some stuff going on coming, like coming up. But honestly, I'm not 100% sure, so I don't want to, like, say anything and have it fall through. So I'm just going to keep it right here. So, uh, Jake, you're headed to to Vegas to the Legends Nationals this weekend. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm headed there. Hope to get – I'm having some good luck lately, so maybe I can get a win there too. Jake, let's, what about uh, – got time here to thank the guys that helps you get to the racetrack and everybody that helps um definitely my dad the most he he does everything for me my mom um rackley war they gave me a lot this year they helped me a ton and pacific coast propane lpg transport and everyone that supports me just anything helps you know just people fans it all helps and sponsors you want to holler out? Uh, probably my biggest sponsor is my dad right now. I mean, I have Pacific Coast Propane. That's another main one. They're really good to me. Well, I got to see your mom and dad. That's awful proud of you, Jack. Fifteen years old, man. You, 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 you got you beat some really, really good talent. You got a bright future. Just keep it up. Great sponsors. Where can they follow you for next year and keep up with you? Thank you, guys. Jake, where can they follow and keep up with you during the next year's season, rest of the oh, year? Um, they can keep up. I have my Instagram going really good, um, my Facebook, and all my uh, social media stuff, my Jake Bowman Racing. All right, guys. Jake Bowman, winner of the U.S. Tank Pro Lake Model Racing. Thanks, Jake. Thank you. All right, Kyle. <laughs> that was really a good weekend. Another dry, successful weekend, and that means everything. So we're moving towards the snowball derby, Kyle. But right now we're 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 at uh, Phoenix for the end of the year. But Kyle, do we want to play uh, Ty Gibbs in Martinsville? We didn't get to play him Monday morning did we no not yet all right we're joined by the winner of tonight's set on tools 250 ty gibbs driver of the number 54 joe gibbs racing toyota we'll go ahead and open up the floor for questions we'll start with bob Bob Parkris, Fox Sports. Um, obviously, a lot of chatter about the last lap. 
uh, can you kind of take me through what you were hoping to do and what happened and kind of your feeling now after? Yeah, for sure. I feel like we got off. I don't even, there's so, there's so many restarts there. You know, there's definitely a lot to remember, but um, got off to a good start and um, got behind, I think we got clear of the two, got inside, or got clear of him, and then went to go get the 19 a push to get him back out of the groove as they did the same to us, and I just hit him too hard, and it's, you know, my fault, but I'll race him for wins here. All right, we'll go over to Davey. Davey Siegel with Sirius XM. I know you've been booed after wins before. Um, you seem to embrace this one a little bit differently, given the little Kyle Bush, you know, give it to me, whatever. Um, have you learned to embrace the haters a little bit more along the way, and did that kind of coalesce tonight? I mean, I feel like you know, there's always going to be people in, in in your in life that are always going to hate, and you can't listen to the chatter, and you can't listen to you know the opinions or thoughts. So I feel like I I go out here and do my job and, and go race for wins, so it's part of life. And you know, I luckily had to deal with it at a young age, and I feel like it's you know you know helped me now. All right, we'll go over to Dustin then Jordan. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Uh, hey, a couple things, Ty. I think for some people, obviously there was contact on both ends. So uh, I think one question is, is where is that line when it's regarding teammates? And I think some people kind of wonder about that. How, yeah, how do you view that? For sure. I feel like, you know, after we got shoved out of the way for the first time, I feel like, you know, I feel like we're, that was on and we're racing for wins, you know, um, after that. And I mean, going into term one, I, I definitely didn't want to clean them out. Um, but I definitely wanted to move them. So I just crossed that line a little bit too much um, and, and got, you know, got crossed the line of, you know, his car grip on the track and, and, and spun him out. And I know it's easy to analyze now. I'm not in the seat in your situation, but obviously in that situation, he needs to win to get in. You don't. And it could be really easy to say, why not just let your teammate win that race? I know you talk about it's about wins, but can you explain why – why why he's not cut a break in that situation from you when you didn't necessarily need it to get into the the championship. Yeah, for sure. And I think I'm a, I mean, we're at that point after I feel like we got shoved out of the way for the lead and I wanted to do a teammate restart. I felt like that was racing, we're racing for a win after that. So, um, you know, that's that's my logic on it. I feel like and it's hard for again then we go back to everybody being penalized for, you know, team racing and, and everything. It's hard to really have a lot of communication um, on that, but doesn't doesn't take the fact that I took him out of the out of the championship. But you know, I'm racing for one after that after I got moved, and that's you know part of it. Jordan Bianchi, the athletic. Do you feel bad for moving him out of the way and, and crashing him? Uh, I definitely didn't want to crash him, but you know, I wanted to move him, so that's what happened. And what do you tell him when you see him this week in the competition meeting or wherever you see him? Uh, I mean. We're racing for wins, and I got moved. I didn't want to, I mean, truth be honest, didn't want to wreck them, but I definitely want to move them way out of the groove so I can go take the win and get get a clock. I feel like we got moved out of the way by them in the spring and, and lost and gotten a whole bunch of stuff. All right, we'll go over here to Greg. Talking about that relationship uh, you have, is it a kind of relationship where, you know, yeah, you, you feel bad about it, but is he somebody that you're you, you don't have you won't hesitate to reach out to? Do you guys have that kind of relationship? Or I mean, you... I don't know. At the end of the day, we're coming down to racing, and it was hard racing. I got moved out of the way, and I went back and moved him, and I didn't want to move him as hard as I did and wreck him, but I wanted to move him for sure. Um, and I'm not denying the facts, so I uh, got the win.
Uh, I mean, for sure, you have to think about that. But you know, I feel like we have a great relationship, and Brandon's been, you know, really great teammate to me all year. And I feel like we've, um, you know, just come down to hard racing like that. We got moved. We tried to move him back and, and wrecked him, and but got the one. All right, we'll go over to Davey, and then in the back over there. Speaking of that relationship, we were talking to Brandon on pit road, and he said he had basically lost all respect for you after that move. And it kind of hurt him because he felt like you guys did have a good relationship and were pretty friendly on and off the racetrack. Hearing him say that, how does that make you feel? It's part of it. That's his own opinion on it. And, you know, I feel like we comes down, we got moved, and I went to move him back and moved him a little bit too hard and wrecked him. Stephen Toronto, CBS Sports. The tie does piggybacking off of Dustin's question about teammates and all, all that, does the fact that Brandon is going to JRM next year and isn't going to be part of Joe Gibbs Racing after Phoenix next week, did that influence what happened in the closing laps at all? Not at all. We got moved, and I want to go move him back and move him a little bit too hard and, and wrecked him. So, I mean, definitely wanted to move him, but wanted to get the win at the same time. All right. Do we have any more questions for Ty? All right, thank you. Thank you, guys. Oh, wait. I mean, it's. I definitely didn't want to wreck him. I, that, that definitely sucks, but I wanted to move him and get the win. So that's, you know, we came out here to win and, and to transfer, and we did. So that I feel like we completed our mission. Um, definitely could have not touched, hit him that hard. Definitely wanted to hit him, but not that hard and didn't want to wreck him, but definitely want to move him and get the win. Thank you. All right, congrats, Ty. Thank you. Okay, he wrecked him. Wrecked him. I guess is is that the new intimidator now? He sure has. He sure has a bunch of boo birds hanging around now. It sure doesn't look good when you wreck your teammate like that, especially when there's a championship four spot on the line as well. So, I don't know, Rowdy. We'll see. I know Noah Gregson had some choice words for him in the pro or the pre-race uh, pre uh, media availability for Phoenix. So I know, uh, no, he didn't really hold back or anything like that. Wow. So Kyle, I've got Ty Majeski who's competing against the uh, for the championship in the truck series and uh that in 40 minutes uh all these are kind of long kyle ben rhodes zane smith i'm excited is that we're the favorites and um we're gonna go in there and, and uh, try and win this thing so do you if you don't is there because a couple of the drivers over here said, look, making it is actually the hardest part. So do you, are you really disappointed that you, I mean, you are that you don't win the championship, but you still got here? Yeah, I think um, myself, you know, if we were able to bring the championship home, it, it's sort of icing on the cake. I think, you know, us as the 66 team has proved a lot this season. I know, you know, Joe's coming off of, of two probably subpar seasons to his standards, and, you know, I'm coming off of a, a part-time season, so I think we've uh, truly proven what we wanted to this season that we could um, succeed at, at the at, at this level together. And um, you know, um, I think whether we get the championship or not, um, I'll always look at look back at this season as a as a as a successful one. And um, I think that relieves the pressure. Um, there's 
I don't feel any pressure to, to go out and win, although I want to I wanna win it more than the next guy. Um, I just kind of have that mindset. And obviously Ben comes in there as a defending champion. Have you asked him or has he given you any advice on sort of how to approach the weekend and sort of what sort of mindset you have to be in? Um, I haven't asked. I think Ben and I are very different from a, um, just a, mind, a mindset perspective. And um, I think I maybe handle situations like this differently than he does. So, and I, and I want to say one way is better than the other. I think we're just different in that sense. So, um, Ben and I are competitors this weekend. Um, he's probably the one I've you know ha- have had the you know created the best relationship with, uh, just because he's he's at the shop um, the most, um, and I'm obviously always there. So uh, we naturally just spend more time together. So, um, but there's really been no talk, just mostly chit-chat before this, and uh, we're competitors this weekend, and um, although we want to bring a championship home for, for Duke and Ronda, um, you know, I would never do anything to, um, you know, ruin that. Obviously, you know, I want to be the one to bring it home for them, so uh, we're competitors this weekend, and uh, I'm excited to go and race them for it. You mentioned about overachieving, but you obviously have the momentum. What would it mean to be in this to win the championship, especially the journey you had, of course, four years ago, you drove for Rosset, it's taking a long time to get there, but at the same token, you've been able to prove your worth at the short track level. Yeah, I think, you know, the short tracks, you know, over the course of, um, I'll, kill, I'll call them failures on my NASCAR career, uh, my short track success has always sort of kept me in the funnel, I'll call it, or, or relevant, and um, it's been able to, you know, you know, keep creating some opportunities for me, although they're extremely hard to, to you know, to make for yourself and, and to create. Uh, I feel like I finally found a home here at Thor Sport, and um, it's been a huge relief for myself to um, have had success this season just because it has been a long road, and naturally you start to doubt yourself after you're not able to succeed at this level. So uh, just happy I've been able to make the most of this opportunity and, and to go out and prove that I can win races, um, not only at Bristol, but on mile and a half. And um, I feel like Phoenix is a great track for us to, to close out at. Being in Wisconsin, Nate, of course, 30 years ago, Allen won the championship. You were part of that development program. We look back at being... What does it mean to be part of that program and obviously be in a position to probably bring another title for the state of Wisconsin? It's huge. Um, you know, there's a lot of great racers that come out of Wisconsin. Um, I feel like that's where the sort of the honey hole is for short track, super late model racing. Um, you know, maybe some of the bigger races are in the south, but um, we have a lot of racing up there and great car counts and a lot of great people, great drivers, great teams. And um, I think sometimes... Wisconsin, from that standpoint, flies under the radar now, um, and um, nothing would mean more for me to to bring back home a championship to to Wisconsin and um, hopefully pave the path for other you know Wisconsin-based short track racers to to do the same. It's been a long journey for you to get to this point. How surreal does it feel in your first full-time season here with Thor Sports to have the chance to race for your first title this season? Yeah, it, you know, there's a lot of times in my career where this you know looked incredibly improbable and. Um, you know, having the success I've had on the short tracks and, you know, and making the transition to NASCAR wasn't wasn't smooth. Um, I think that over the course of my career and from, you know, the opportunities at Roush and Nice, I've learned from um, at least my perspective what I needed to do different to maybe make those situations better. And I've come in with a different mindset into this season um, just to, to finish where the truck was capable of not trying to make something out of something that wasn't there and put yourself in a bad spot. So my mentality this season was, you know, if we had a 7th place truck that day, it was to finish 7th with it and not 
put yourself in a bad spot trying to run inside the top five. So that's you know been a, a big difference in the way I've approached things in the past. Um, I've maybe tried to, to prove too much with maybe something that wasn't possible to do it with. So um, we've been able to build on this season and build trucks and and instead of fixing them, we were able to, you know, make them better throughout the season, and I think that's shown at the back half of the year. What is that having won your first two races here at the truck level, and two in the last three races, what is having that momentum due to your confidence? It's huge. Um, you know, we have a, a lot of swag as a race team coming into this to this race. Uh, we feel really, really good about where we're at uh, from a race team standpoint, and I feel really good about um, where I'm at. Um, you just having confidence in our package and our truck and uh, what we're coming with. There's, um, I don't think our confidence could be higher, and um, you know, I think that takes the pressure off of us. Um, in our minds, you know, we think that we're the favorites, and we're coming in with that mindset and and going to try and take it to them this weekend. Obviously, a lot's been made about sort of how you, you raise teammates in, in the sport in general, also on the Xfinity side. You have a teammate in the championship floor as well. So how do you have to approach that? Do you have to race them a different way, or do you kind of have to uh, it's certainly every man for himself, but um, I would never do. If it comes down to it, where you know it's Ben and I, I'm going to do what I need to do to win the championship. But I'm not going to put us both in a position where neither of us would get it. Um, I'm sure he'd lay the bumper to me, and um, I'll probably do the same, right? And if it comes down to that, I, I just hope that um, neither of us put ourselves in position to where we don't bring that championship home for Duke and Ronda. Um, at the end of the day, that's that's our goal coming into the season. I'm kind of wearing my my Thor Sport employee hat, not you know me as the race car driver hat. So we want we want to bring that home for them, and um, certainly not going to do anything that that would uh, that would put that in jeopardy. You and Josh both come in as you know short track champion type guys with huge resumes. Why did no one expect either one of you get to the final four? I mean, it's kind of ridiculous given everything that you've raced for throughout your life and the level of maturity, um, experience. I mean, there's no reason why you should be here. Yeah, I think you, you can look at it from a couple different perspectives. Um, you know, we've had to each pave our path a different way. It wasn't, you know, we're, I think Josh is in his low 30s. I'm 28. That's probably on the old side for, you know, developing in the in the lower series um but i think you know each of us in good opportunities we could we could perform and um you know we're kind of wearing that hat for short track late model guys to to pave their way to this level almost solely by winning races and i think that's something that i i certainly take pride in and i know he does as well and um hopefully we can you know each bring home a championship i think that'd be uh really really cool for um just short track racers in general remember so vividly you being at Roush, you know, part of that group of three development drivers, and we knew Cindric was going to be taken care of, and Briscoe had heavy backing from Ford, and you were kind of the odd man out where they got, you know, kind of got to roll with it. Mm -hmm. You had to go back to work. You had to work, you know, in the shop, work on the cars, do everything. Does that make you stronger going into this now? Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, I don't think I would be in this position if I was, you know, handed an opportunity. I'm, I'm glad I've had to work for it because I've learned so much throughout my career, and I think a lot of that experience and what I've learned, um, having to to sort of do it the old-fashioned way has yielded results for us this season. 
Um, I love being a part of the conversations with Joe and our engineer on what we need to do to these race trucks to be better and um, be a part of you know decisions on how we go to the racetrack. And I take a lot of pride in that. I love I love being a race car driver, but I also love being a part of it on the mechanical and engineering side. And um, that's something I take a lot of pride in on, my, on the short track level, my late model. And I've gotten to the point now where I feel like I I, I know enough about these trucks and um, to to help us be better week to week and I think um, that's something that's been a ton of fun for myself this year. With your engineering background and I, you know, I don't remember if you finished your degree or not but you're the first guy with that kind of background since Ryan Newman and you think about that you think about being a guy who has actually had to work on his race cars and mm-hmm. that's a dying breed around here. Um, how much better does that prepare you to be able to give feedback to a guy like Joe Shear who comes from a very similar background to your own? Yeah, it's it's huge just knowing and understanding what you have going on from a, a setup and package perspective, being able to sort of know what to look for. Um, I think sometimes it can skew my judgment just because I have a maybe a preconceived notion, but I try and stay as, um, you know, try not to skew my judgment in that. And I think it, it's um, been a balance, you know, handling those situations throughout the season. I think we've gotten better I've gotten better at maybe not sending us down a wrong direction I think the biggest the biggest learning curve for myself this season was you know having to practice during the day and transition um, into night races most of our truck races are night races and I don't have a lot of experience in what I need balance wise during the day and transitioning that tonight and I think over the course of the season I've been able to build up data points on how the tracks progress and um, I think that'll you know will be huge coming into this weekend. Mm-hmm. and now you're up again and surprising people. So combination of a lot of hard work. Yeah, I think a lot of it would um, would be relief. I felt a lot of relief this season because of that. Um, just, I don't want to say I was feeling pressure, but I, I feel like people maybe didn't think I could, you know, truly succeed at this level. And throughout the season, I've been able to, to build up my confidence and, um, you know, have a, a good sense of, you know, what I need to do to be successful at this level. And I think that's shown throughout the season. Uh, we've been able to cross our T's, dot our I's, put the little things together and, and finally come out and win two of the last three. Um, like I said, it's just, it's just been a relief. And I think if we're able to bring this championship home, that'd be the icing on, on the cake to a, a great season so far. feels great um you know it's like i said it's been a long road have gone through a lot of hardships and difficult situations and you know that takes a toll on your family and um i've had just a a great support group around me and and my fiance Allie. she's been with me before i started my nascar journey so we've been together since 2016 and so she saw the she's been around for the the bad times the good times and everything in between so um it's been a, a great journey um not fun at times but uh, just thankful we're finally able to, to see the fruit from, from persevering through some, some, some difficult times. Uh, Kyle, and, and him being so successful on the short tracks, you know, with series like the All-American 400 or down at the Snowball Derby, uh, Ty Majeski, a strong driver, now he's competing for the Truck Series Championship. Tom Majeski looking really good. Uh, two big wins. 
in the round of eight. Uh, Bristol Motor Speedway is first one, and the second one at Homestead Miami Speedway. So, 66 truck looking like the early favorite right now. Um, but I'm actually going to disagree. I think I think the favorite is, is going to be one of the Smiths. Uh, I think Chandler Smith is going to run really well, first of all. Um, you know, he's the defending winner of the race. I, I expect him to go out and be as good as he was last year. Then uh, we have Zane Smith, who is uh, looking to uh, get a truck title for Front Row Motorsports, uh, second at Homestead at the time of Jeske, pointing his way into the uh, the round of four, and uh, we are going to get to hear from him and what he had to say today. Different situations, different different scenarios, different years. Does it weigh on you differently when you get here, though? I mean, does that... It, yeah, definitely. And, in every kind of way like like it's a a lot of pressure every year but i mean i'm i know my my time in the truck series is is running out in a way and so i really want to get this championship i feel like i've accomplished a lot in the truck series but uh i'm missing that one one big thing and so um i really want the championship pad more than more than anyone um and especially how I've lost it the past couple of years has been scarring. Um, but like I said, hopefully third time's a charm. So let's say you, you, you make it. How do you celebrate? Mm, you will find me at, I think there's a bar outside the track. I will be there. Before or after the press conference? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'll handle myself better than Ben, though. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just what you go out... Tomorrow morning, tonight, sleep, get get pregnant. What is your what is your protocol? Yeah, I mean, I'm really trying to just approach this as a normal race because uh, at the end of the day, it is we're just competing for um, a title. And so, um, I'm <clears throat> I don't know. I have a, a lot of family that comes out to this one since this is as close to home as as I really get. So I'm excited to be back on the West Coast, but um, possibly seeing some family at night, and then hopefully in bed and and um waking up charged up ready to go to the championship you mentioned that you you want this you kind of need this championship is this critical career move for you does the championship make or break you in the future no i mean i used to think it did and i feel like that did no good for me um i i'm just myself i i really want it bad and and i know um everyone at frm all the work the effort that they put in all the man hours um they deserve it too so it's just uh i'm so proud of them to get to the final four in general um especially our first attempt together but i do think we have a, a really good shot at, at winning this thing thanks what's up okay so this is what i got for you just getting to the final four i feel like is winning a championship Kind of like the National League, American League champion, yeah. it still matters. Do you kind of just take the mindset of whatever happens on Friday happens and this is still a real accomplishment? Yeah, I mean, that's how I'm trying to approach it, at least. I feel like the past couple of years it's like, man, I really need to win this thing or else I don't know what I'm going to have as a job. And so um, now, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I don't know, I don't want to say more prepared, but I am in a way. And... Um, it's a, a big effort, not only for me, but for my whole team this year. And so um, 
I really want to reward Bob Jenkins with a, a truck championship um, for taking a chance on me and giving me, I guess, more security than I've, I've ever had in, in my career. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to give it our all Friday night. Does that security take some of the edge or the pressure off the green flag? For sure. Like, I don't know. I feel like we just do so much better as a group uh, if we're just enjoying every minute of it. And I've been trying to say that to, to my team. It's just you, you never know when your last time you're going to get to this final round. It's, it's so hard to get here. You could have a perfect year, and if you don't have a final good three races in that final round, it doesn't matter. And so, um, fortunately, we, we've had a great year. Um, I think I only have three finishes outside the top ten. Um, really no wrecked trucks or anything, and so a uh, few wins, and we know some areas that we need to be better in for next year, and so that's some exciting stuff for us. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we're excited about it. I think they're approaching it the same way I am, and um, hopefully we're celebrating Friday night. Yeah, I mean, it'll definitely be very meaningful. I've stood in the the parking lot uh, at Phoenix Raceway for the past three years, not knowing what I'm going to be doing the next year. And so um, hopefully I could be standing in the parking lot with the championship trophy. That'll make everything a lot better. But, um, yeah, I mean, the past couple years have definitely scarred. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's something I want really bad. But um, I'm just really proud of everyone for getting here in the first place. It's it's so hard to get here. And um, regardless of the outcome Friday night, we know we will be chasing another championship next year. And um, like I said, I'm just proud of everyone for getting here. What was your confidence level in this team heading into this season? And, and how, how did it meet your expectations or, or surpass them? Yeah, I mean, I knew uh, coming into the year that um, it was a really good group of guys, and um, that's why I I had showed interest in it, and I didn't really care so much about the equipment or um, how pretty things were um, from the naked eye, but <clears throat> I really had seen the work ethic in, in that whole team, and um, that's how I approach things. Is that I have to believe in the people, and um, hopefully they'll believe in me, and, and I feel like that's been the case this year, and Obviously, we started out really good winning Daytona and not having to worry about locking ourselves into the playoffs. And um, that's just been kind of an upper hand we've had. Does it help that, you know, Ford can kind of just pour all its resources into you for, like, this weekend? Yeah, I'm I'm glad to see they're acting on that uh, the past couple of weeks of, hey, this is our shot to win a truck championship. And, um Ford is the number one truck, and so I really want to get them a championship as well. So um, it'll be me versus three Toyotas, and um, I won't have a ton of help out there, but um, I don't know if I'd really want it. So um, hopefully we go knock them down. You talked about it, you know, coming into championship four weekend. You didn't know what you were going to do next year. You're sort of you're kind of trying to wait and see. Does it, is it kind of a weight off your shoulders knowing that you have sort of a path with a single team that you kind of have an idea of what you're going to be doing after the weekend? Huge. Like, 
that's a huge thing you hear and um I think Jeff Burton typically talks about it a good bit of when a, a driver knows what they're going to be doing next year they they just race smarter and um harder and um <clears throat> I mean it, you should never feel too comfortable with your job but um I just I feel like I've I've raced differently this year and and I think if I was able to get a championship I'll even race smarter than I am now and so um yeah I I feel like that's obviously just a huge thank you to to Bob Jenkins and um all the partners at FRM it's been a, a huge effort this year and I'm glad uh we made it to the final four for them Yeah, the the frustrating thing about last year is we were so fast. Um, it was just a lot of mistakes that were kind of out of my power uh, that would take a win away from us. And the truck races are, are pretty short where you can't really have those mistakes. And so um, this year we we started out really strong, which is just great for a, a new team um, to click right away like that. But um I mean, I, I feel like I, I don't know how many times I finished second this year. So um, I, I hope not to Friday night, but, um, no, we've, we've shown a lot of consistency this year. And so um, I'm excited for it. Yeah, ready to get going. Speaking of finishing second, you've been in this position the last two years, finishing second in the championship four. What can you apply from those experiences this year? Yeah, I mean, just experiencing the, the final four is uh, – just a, a thing of its own really there there's so much that goes into it and um there's a lot to be proud of when as a team standpoint when you make it here and uh that's how we're approaching it we're just trying to uh enjoy every minute of it and um and hopefully be celebrating friday night how neat is to have an organization like front row where early in the season they kind of imply that uh, the big reason they want to commit to the truck series to bring a caliber driver like you on board how neat is to be a part of that organization where they're a cup team but also putting effort to make this truck team in a position to be in where you're at right now yeah it's it's pretty cool to see um just it, it's super cool to see a guy like bob jenkins who is so into the truck series and um he really enjoys just watching it and, and being a part of it and and now he's winning it and chasing a championship in it so um i i really want to reward him with this but um, we have a lot of work to do between now and Friday night, so just ready to get going. Obviously, the three title contenders are all in Toyotas. What, how big would it be to be representing Ford? I know you mentioned earlier that they're the number one truck. What would it mean for you to represent them as the top guy for Ford, but also in the truck series? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it, it would be very cool to um, take down the other three Toyotas and um, – and had the blue oval uh, winning on Friday night. And regardless of what what happens on Friday, what would be the grand takeaway from this season? Of course, you've, you've won several races throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, just uh, the consistency that we've shown and clicking off the wins that we had right away is uh, just super special with a new group and all of us learning about each other. I feel like that's probably the biggest thing. Um, 
obviously we we always want more wins but uh to com- be competing for a, a championship in our first year together is uh something to be proud of and finally anybody got any close friends and all that family coming by considering it's relative not a far of a drive from yeah. california arizona yeah i have uh i pretty much see my my family a couple times a year it's either a holiday or uh the past couple of years i've i've seen them out here uh so yeah, most of them come out and um, they get to see see me compete for a, a in a really big race. Uh, I'm not sure they totally know how big uh, of a deal it is, but uh, they've definitely learned over the past couple of years of what's on the line, and um, it's it's cool to to see them. And regardless of the outcome, uh, we always seem to celebrate right after. After the last two years finishing runner up. Uh, I'd say like mentally I'm probably the best place I've been just with everything I feel like I've been through the past couple of years so um, I'm excited about that but I mean the only pressure I feel like I, I mostly have is you're always gonna have pressure in the final four but I know my my time in the truck series is, is running out and um, I feel like I've accomplished a lot in it but the I'm missing one big thing and it's sitting right next to me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a championship of its own getting here, and so um, you can't forget that. But it's just whoever's the best on that one day is all that matters. And so some, putting some attention on that is where I'm at. But um, I don't know. I feel like the, the effort level is always the same of 110%. Um, it's just executing that day. Well, Kyle, we both talked about it. Zane Smith's kind of been our pick. Started off, I mean, really started off strong and uh, kind of has made its way all the way to the the final four here. Yeah, Rowdy's looking really good, and I think Zane Smith will uh, do good on Friday night. And I wouldn't be shocked if it's if it's him and Chandler Smith going for the for the championship. So sometimes though, uh, experience means everything, and we got Ben Rose, last year's champion. Hello, Jeffrey. Hi, how are you? Yeah, doing great. Um, Coffee this late in the morning, huh? Yeah, I know. Running. My goodness, it's rough. Rocky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, but you're I believe this is a quote from Seneca, and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but the road to greatness is always rough. So, it doesn't bother me at all. I am very happy to be back in the championship four, and the fact is that Thor Sport Racing is in there with two trucks. Pretty good, 50% chance of winning to bring it back to the team. I want the 100% chance of Ben Rhodes, though, so I'm not going to, um, you know, I'm not going to lose sleep, though, if, if my teammate wins it. I feel like just getting it back to Thor Sports is going to be so good. I, um, yeah, just happy to be here, honestly. 
I think pretty good, honestly. I've told people that I think Ty's the favorite, but I don't count myself out at all. I mean, our team just performs when it needs to, and we've done that. I mean, getting here is not a small feat. There's a lot of really good trucks that are not here today, and I think that speaks to the competition of the truck series nowadays. It's pretty tough, really tough, actually. I would say just as tough as last year, maybe tougher. And I think that getting here is... is, is um, <sighs> It's a challenge, and it's almost like a victory in and of itself. But now that you're in it, it would be a total defeat not to win the championship, right? Like, getting here is one thing, but then not capitalizing on the opportunity just would suck. So we're going to do everything we can tomorrow. We're just going to, I don't know, I'm not going to say checkers or wreckers, but they, we're going to go out and, and make sure we get the victory. If we don't, then it wouldn't be like the year would be a failure, but it would feel like that to me personally in some ways. You that as the defending champion with the experience you got last year of winning the title, that you're the longest of long shots in terms of uh, in terms of the betting odds and things like that. Oh, I don't care. I mean, honestly, I think we were the long shot last year too. Um, it's kind of been, I guess, what we do. Everybody always has me in the long shot. I don't know. Some of that could come from uh, stats, and I'm sure it does. Uh, but I. I don't care. I think we're going to rise to the occasion just like we did last year and just like we did to get ourselves into this position. I was telling somebody earlier today that it feels like every season we're in the playoffs, I can only think of one time that we're able to just kind of coast through to the next round, right? But for the most part, it's fighting tooth and nail just to get ourselves into that spot to transfer. It's like, here's the tiebreaker. Here's one point. Here's four points. And it's not easy to do that. Like, it's very easy to make mistakes in high-pressure situations like that. So I think for the fact that we had to be forged in fire has already given us a little bit of an advantage, and then mentally we've been here done that. So um, I'm not going to say that, you know, one year is the same as the next because it's definitely not. Um, we've got, you know, Ty who's won two of the last three races. Chandler Smith won this race last year. I don't know that you have to win the race, but you're darn sure going to have to, you know, you know, you're going to have to run up front. Maybe these other guys will make mistakes, but I'm counting on us not to. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, everybody's invited as long as there's seats for us because this is like our treat. Uh, we go to T-Bone Steakhouse every year here, and it's my favorite steaks. I think it's phenomenal, and my team loves it too. It's probably our favorite restaurant on the road. So we're going tonight after practice. No ifs, ands, or buts. We're going to find a way. And if we have to sit outside in the dirt for them to serve us steaks, we will sit out there and get dirt, you know. I would, if I was not racing and had the chance to break an arm, for sure. <laughs> I don't know how to ride a horse, though. I need uh, Allison Thorson to teach me that. That's her world, not mine. Well, you know, Jamie Little came out last year to the farm in Tennessee for the Nashville race and did it. And I'm watching and she's a natural. Allison's a natural. Those are big creatures. One horsepower, but more than I can handle. So I'm going to stick to the trucks. Uh, I just find that naturally it fits me maybe a little, little better. So I believe there's a cup called the Pythagoras Cup. Pythagoras Cup. Uh, I can't pronounce the name, but it's a cup from ancient times that when you would fill it up and the cup gets full, it drains itself back out. Like uh, that's kind of what the championship felt like last year. Like I felt like I, we won it. I've never experienced such happiness and just true emotion and, and racing before. Like it was just, it felt like it was so long to get to this point. And I, now I feel like I can't live without it. My cup's empty again. I've got to fill it and. 
it's kind of like an addiction. I've just got to make it happen. Um, and once you get it, it's, uh, again, you can't live without it. It's just, it's like, how did I go this long? You know, six years in the making to get to that championship. And to go back to back would be really special. I can't leave my teammate, Matt Crafton, is the only guy to do that. You know, it'd be nice to join him. He's probably getting lonely. So are you sure that wasn't the Bud Light Cup or something? No, they, so I came out to the track last week, and we have Ben Rhodes Old Fashions now served at the barn. I don't know how they're concocting them because I made mine mine way. Uh, hopefully they're following that recipe. Uh, we'll see. And, uh, yeah, I, that was the whole story. Is I went out there last year, and they didn't have an Old Fashioned. I'm from Kentucky. They have an Old Bourbon. So they got it now, and now I just have to perform 150 laps to make it to the barn, and you're going to see something epic. Mm, I mm, I look here's the thing I know all of these guys are going to have like crazy raw speed off the holler we have to do that too that's like the first step if we can hit that first step and not stumble just raw speed right off the truck we're on our way I really believe that but if you don't have the raw speed off the holler trying to change a package in 50 minutes worth of practice pulling from your teammates it makes for a very interesting day we've done that before you can have success doing that but it makes your odds very slim so speed off the hauler it sounds simple but it's it's a game changer right and i know all of these guys are going to have it we have to too how much do you know about what ties you a fair amount we i mean thor sport racing we share everything we do simulator together so but we'll say that they've worked on their own package and they're very specialized on their own packages here like, all, our other teammates are not running what they have, and we don't, um, I'll say, like, each crew chief and each team really focuses on what they think their strengths are. They've got a really good package. They worked on SIM for a long time. They're excellent at it. I'd say they're the best team in the shop on working on SIM, and they spend the most time on it. So, naturally, um, that suits them. And we are kind of on our own program, but if we don't have the speed we want off the hauler, well, we can abort mission and go change to something that our teammates are running. So there's a big effort there from Thorsport to make sure that we're all doing something different so that we find the one thing that's best, and we'll, we'll make that happen. So what is your strong point? My strong point? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I think our strong point is saving tires, actually. Uh, last year, that was, that was what came in clutch for us at the end of the race. That long green, green flag run, everybody else wore it out, and we were able to catch them back up to them, pass them, and you know, get the championship that way. If a yellow flag came out, I don't know if we had the short run speed to pull it off. So we are trying to keep that strong point intact of long run speed, but fire off better. And there's some stuff we're doing underneath the truck, you know, suspension-wise to make that happen. Uh, not changing the package up completely. We're similar to last year, but I think we found some improvements over the season that will make that happen. It sounds like you've got a celebration mapped out a little bit. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> We always dream about it, right, of what, how fun it would be to win it again. I wouldn't say we have anything mapped out. Honestly, I think you jinx it when you do that. It's kind of like um, going to the track and not bringing rain gear, then it's going to rain. So um, same thing I think applies to this. I don't try to enter the room that the trophy's in. It's over there right now. I don't really like this. Very superstitious about that. So, you know, <sighs> superstition-wise, I've just kind of avoided it. I actually had a great plan. And I've just shelved it. Like, we're just not even going to think about it. I had an excellent plan in place because there's certain things that I needed last year to just, you know, have more fun that weren't necessarily available to me. 
and I just said we're not going to do it. We're not going to. We're just going to go just all out with whatever's available, but we're not going to prepare. Yeah, thank you. But we can turn Phoenix into Vegas for a night. Well, I was talking to NASCAR Social, and um, they're like, go around and kind of just have some fun with people, like ask the tough questions. And I don't know. Look, in my career, I've been in bad spots, and, like, I find humor always is a good cure in everything in my life. So, you know, like, I've made my fair share of mistakes, so I just kind of enjoy trying to go around and have fun with people. Uh, I remember two or three years ago, I think it was Todd Gilland, uh, not to change the subject, was having his little run-in with Bush when he won the Martinsville race. I walked over with an interview, and I was like, did you tell Kyle Bush to stay home? And we just we laugh about it because it was funny. So I kind of harassed Noah Gregson. I went over and harassed other people. I harassed MRN. Um, we're just trying to have fun, I guess, and I don't know. Maybe it's not appreciated. It probably wasn't. So sorry to Ty if he felt bad about it or his family or anybody that's involved on that deal, but I don't know. For me personally, I've just always tried to find humor and stuff because we're doing this for fun. I know it's serious because they're sponsors and it's a professional environment, but at the end of the day, we're here to have fun. The fans are here to have fun, and if you're not doing that, then what are you doing? I can soon as soon go home and work a paving job, which I'm already doing actually on the side, and have fun that way. So I'm here. I'm lucky to be here. I'm in Phoenix. I'm grateful for the opportunity. We're in the championship four, so I'm just going to enjoy it because I don't know if this will happen again, right? So, um, you know, maybe that's not the best answer, but I try to find fun and stuff. And even when there's bad mistakes or bad things that happen, not saying that he's made any, but I just try to enjoy my life, I guess. Is that a good answer? Okay. That's my philosophy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it could be a disadvantage at times, too. Uh, I just try to keep the guy that's super aggressive caged up until he puts the helmet on. Uh, and then, you know. When the checkered flag falls, you see normal Ben back again at the press conference. <laughs> so um, right now I can tell you there is an intensity, there's an aggression, there's a, a level of um, just wanting to get out there and attack and get it done. And <clears throat> once the checkered flag falls, I'll be back to normal. But right now I'm putting myself in a bubble. I'm not talking to friends and family. I could maybe be, uh, depending on how you talk to you right now, potentially a jerk. And I don't mean to be. But I just I'm here and I'm focused on a lot of different things, so my mind's going like this, and that's just who I am, I guess. That's okay. You know what? I'm here for fun. <laughs> Again, look, winning it, you're you're trying for so long to win the darn thing, and when you finally do it, it's like why restrain yourself? enjoy the night because you don't know when it's going to happen again. That could be, look, that could be my last championship ever. I don't know that I'm going to win tomorrow night, right? I mean, I don't know that I could be racing next year. Something bad could happen or, I, right, like you don't know what life's going to hold. So I'm going to enjoy it with my friends and family when the time comes, and that's what we did. My crew had a great time. I had a great time. Nothing crazy really happened other than the press conference. <laughs> and if that's the worst thing that happened, I mean, so be it. Um, but, you know, same yeah, I guess so. I mean, was my wife embarrassed? Maybe. But I had a great time. You were a little bit bummed that, in a way that Bud Light never kind of came along with their sponsors. <laughs> a little bit. I thought we could have a great time together. Uh, but, you know, look, they're a big company. They got stuff going on. I'm just worried about a race team now. And thankfully, we've got other really, really good partners. We've got Kubota on board. 
they're in, new into the sport. They've um, yeah, check that out. Uh, they've been now with us for this. This will be their fourth race. And look, they've got a run for the championship back to back. That's pretty cool. I'm glad they came on when they did because if we can do it, they've been a really, really fun group off the track. We went out to Texas and, and enjoyed ourselves at their big Connect event, which was dealers from across the country, all of North America, actually. They had a huge concert. They rented out at a huge stadium, had their own concert. Like, they're, they're a legit company. Yeah, that's my type of people. So, you know, if we win this, we're going to have a great time with them. And I'm only hoping to build on that partnership for next year. Hey, congratulations to Kubota for jumping on board with uh, Ben Rhodes. And, hey, he's brought him to the championship, Kyle. Yeah, Kubota also made it with Ross Chastain. That was a new sponsorship. So, uh, yeah, two championship contenders coming into the Truck and Cup Series, and Kubota's looking really good right now. But, yeah, Ben Rhodes trying to defend the title, and, uh, we'll see what all we'll do Friday night. I know you mentioned there was truck practice today. Good call. And uh, we'll have to see who comes out on top Friday night. Well, Kyle, our next uh, truck series driver is uh, Chandler Smith. And, Kyle, I got to meet this young man back when he was 13 at Nashville Speedway, racing with the big guys. Kind of familiar to you in the sense that we're not going to count points. We're not doing stage stage points. Kind of mm-hmm. kind of like a big super late model race, and where it's just go out and win the race. Is that yep. Sort of um, comfort feel familiar or advantageous to you? Uh, yes and no. I, I, I'm going to use Bristol as an example. At Bristol earlier this year, I felt like we had the truck to win, dominated first stage and second stage, but we bit the bullet and got stage points, and then tie. Stayed short pitted at the end of stage two, got the track position for stage three and won the race. It was just so track position dependent. Throwing all that out the window this weekend, um, we're just going to race for the win. So short pit, whatever that may be, whatever that strategy is, that's what we're going to do. So I like that a lot better than stage racing personally. How reflective are you that this is kind of the end of this journey you've been on for a couple of years with TRD and, and KBM and how much they've meant to your career? Yeah. To cap it off this way, how big would that be? How reflective are you about that possibility? Yeah, I mean, it would definitely be big because TRD's done so much for me and getting me to where I am in my career, honestly. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I feel like in this position, for me to be the best me, I need to treat this like any other race. Do you feel the same sort of, like, nerves or pressure of any sort of big race you've been in before? Or have you been in so many of them now that we're kind of like, race? I think it's all a mentality thing, honestly, Matt. If you take the approach like I am, I it feels like just any other race, honestly. It feels like last year, Phoenix, to me, to be completely honest with you. Just a lot more media than I did last year. So coming in here a couple of other drivers we talked to said look just being here is actually oh yeah for sure oh yeah 100 percent getting here is really really hard i mean you got to fight and fight and fight all season long getting those stage wins getting stage points playoff points like all that stuff matters all the way back in daytona um so getting here is a really really big accomplishment for all four of these teams honestly so it's a really cool deal to even be sitting here did you see yourself here at the beginning of the year I wouldn't say that I've seen myself here, I, but I also didn't even picture. Like I wasn't like, oh, we can. I could see myself at Phoenix racing for a championship. I wasn't that way. I was like, what? What do we got to do to go win next weekend? That was. That's what I'm thinking about. How does that change from week to week? And then once you're here, you have to kind of reset. 
Uh, it really hasn't changed, to be honest with you. It's still the same mentality, you know, just last at Homestead, and I was thinking about, you know, a little bit of me was like, okay, just got to bide my time, stay out of trouble, and, you know, we, sh- we should make it to Phoenix. So I raced a little more conservative there for obvious reasons, but I was already thinking about here, like, what do we got to do to win here? What are we going to do to be the best truck? That's just how I approach every single race, every week, every weekend. How different are you right now at this point, a year removed from winning this race a year ago, um, and coming back here, knowing that you're the defending winner of this race, how much more confidence does, does that give you as a race car driver? I mean, it definitely helps for obvious reasons, right? But at the end of the day, I'm just I'm just a race car driver. I'm doing what I was hired to do, going and performing, and that's what that's what I'm here for. Do you feel like you've matured over this season into a championship-level driver? Do you feel like you were already there last year? i let you guys decide that. That's not for me to decide. Has this week been any different from, you know, just going into the race last year not having a shot at the title? Um, I think the focus has been on me, where last year the focus was on the four truck because they were in this position. But um, So I feel like the focus has been on me as an organization to, you know, make sure all of our eggs are kind of in one basket because we're trying to go win a championship with the 18 group where last year was the four. Um, so I think that's honestly the only thing that's been different from, you know, last year to this year. My approach of everything's the same. I did the same amount of study and everything. The only thing I've done different was hydrate a little bit more, which is going to be cold. So, I mean, I guess every little bit helps, but. You, you know what you're doing next year. Um, Kyle knows what he's doing next year, but. Um, What's the, what's the feel of the shot then, Mike, as there's still some, at least publicly unanswered questions for what that's, for what the team is going to look like in 23? I don't know. At the end of the day, every single one of us are still trying to produce some fast hundreds week in and week out to go win races. How important is it to you know, leave the truck series with the title? I mean, it would be cool. It ain't going to be something that I'm going to, if tomorrow night doesn't go like I would like it to go, at the end of the day, I know that I couldn't have got here without the good Lord, and it wasn't in his plan for me, and there's bigger and better, and there's a way bigger plan that he's got for me than what I would like for myself to do. Do you kind of feel like last year's win was overshadowed a lot by Ben winning the championship? (laughs) That's so funny, because I was actually really butthurt that they did not video my burnout. I did a really, really big burnout last year, bigger than Ben's. And I didn't get any credit for it. So, yes, actually, I do. It was really good burnout. Yeah, thank you. Finally, I get some credit for it. Like, I did a bigger burnout than he did. I got video somewhere. <laughs> yeah, send that to me. You got my number? Get it from G. Are you, are you going to be like Ben in your post-race presser if you do? I'm 20. <laughs> no, that's good answer. <laughs> I also have a child. I'd like to. I'd like to remember everything. Do you feel like you kind of come in, you know, as a favorite with the momentum you have and especially, you know, the way you dominated last year at Phoenix also? Um, I mean, yes and no. At the end of the day, this is a track that – this is a short track. We've strived on short tracks all year this year, and they are all very, very similar as far as what we bring to them. So I kind of have a general idea of what I think that we're going to be at, but come back and ask me that question around 6 o'clock tonight, and I'll answer it. You hit on this kind of already, but you seem at peace kind of with however tomorrow goes. Mm-hmm. Where's, where does that mindset stem, stem from? I just I have my full trust and belief in the Lord, honestly. I mean, at the end of the day, that's 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 the honest answer to that question. It's, if it doesn't go the way, you know, how I would like it to go and everybody else, I know that there's bigger and better, and there's way I just need to be faithful to that and trust the process and trust the plan. And that's why I'm sitting here, honestly, because I've had heartbreaks from – 
when was it, 2020 or 2021 when I first started racing trucks. That four races I did, we were really good. Jump fast forward to next year, I did horrible. Like, we were, no, like, I was wrecking crap every single week. Bunch of learning curves. It was a really low point in my career, I felt like, honestly. But I trusted the process. I stayed faithful. Fast forward to the year after, we we won to advance to the playoffs or whatever for that next round, whatever that was, um, at Bristol. And then, you know, had another learning curve come up. And then I felt like all of that was part of that process of getting to where I'm sitting right now. So, yeah, that's the true answer, though, to be honest. Obviously, a lot's been talked about in terms of how teammates raise other teammates, especially on the Xfinity side of what happened. <laughs> yeah. Not having maybe a, a KBM teammate in the championship board, does that kind of maybe open up uh, open up a little bit for you in terms, of, in terms of what you can do and sort of what you sort of need to do in terms of, in terms of support as well from, from your teammates? I mean, it helps. I mean, it's not easy racing your teammates for a championship. It's never easy. I've never been in the position, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out if you have to go wreck your best friend for a championship, is that going to be an easy conversation after? No. So. Um, it definitely helps, as bad as that sounds for myself, but as an organization, I'd love to see, you know, the Ford truck make it, but at the end of the day, he didn't, and I, I feel for them guys, because we were in that same role last year, and, um, but I, I know that I can rely on them if I ever needed to, for sure. And last race in trucks, last race at KBM, so what is going to be your, sort of the, your biggest takeaway, maybe the thing you'll remember the most about your time with this team? Just the people here, I, I've made so many good memories with all these people, and learned so much, and if, made so many good long lifetime friends here at this organization they've taught me so much from you know they're the ones that kind of introduced me to the nascar world showed me the roots and the ropes and everything and i mean i'll i'll forever be grateful for all the opportunities that were that were available for me and then obviously like i said last race with the team uh, moving on to colleague uh, with all the changes that are happening at KBM you know after this year um, was that sort of a factor in sort of you know maybe wanting to make that jump to a, to a different team <clears throat> no not at all to be honest like it was it was more of um, you know I've been a Toyota driver for six plus years whatever it is and um, you know I'm a TRD driver and I'm a very very loyal person not many people probably know that about me but I really am and it bothers me when I see disloyalty even from other individuals to another individual that bothers me personally um, so it was really really hard for me to jump ship and go to a Chevy team more or less a complete an organization that's not even relatively to like you know what I mean so um, but I had to take off my racing cap and everything and say put on my family cap and say I have a son I have a wife and this family that I provide for my family at the end of the day. So what is the best for us as a family? And this is what it was, was definitely going to colleague for sure. Do you think, you know, maybe was that loyalty not met both, both ways? Or do you think there was something that KGR could have done sort of maybe maintain you, uh, whether it be, you know, a, a ride in Xfinity for, on, the, on the KGR side? Or, you know, I mean, everybody could do better on both ends. We've seen that with the Kyle situation and, I mean, my situation was underlooked a little bit, but even with mine, everybody, we all learn from our mistakes. And, uh, you know, even if they're really, really costly mistakes, they are learned from, hopefully. So, well, it depends what individual you're talking to, I guess, right? So, <laughs> but at the end of the day, yeah, everybody could always do better. I could do better. Everybody can do better. And I know you said um, that, you know, you trust the process. Whatever happens, happens with this. But what would it mean for you to get the win in this final race? It would be amazing, honestly, because just like I told you, trust in the process. Like, I just gave you a whole three-year or two-year, yeah, two-year scope of, you know, 
being at the bottom to kind of like a stair step climb to the top a little bit, right? And that was all just pure faith, having faith. And to be, if if that's what the case is tomorrow night, I'm kind of a testimony, you know, that's what having faith in the Lord will do to you. That's what it'll, that's, that's the outcome, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that would be, that'd be really like, that alone would mean more to me than winning the championship was being kind of a, a testimony to, you know, that, that isn't an example. We haven't talked much, honestly, about me replacing him. We just had good talks, AJ talks. I mean, you guys probably know AJ a little better than I do. I've just now met him not too long ago and had some talks here and there. But he's a really good dude and definitely going to have really big shoes to fill over there because he's got a really impressive resume and colleague thinks really, really highly of them. So i got really big shoes to fill, but I know that, you know, we're capable of doing it. So. Good, how are you? Good. So, uh, final race for KBM as a Toyota as well. Any extra pressure to deliver a championship with the stakes on the line, something like that? No. Nothing? Nope. What are, you, what are your expectations for this weekend here? You won here last year. Obviously, this is a huge moment in your career, too. Go to the Xfinity Series here next year, going to call like a powerhouse there. What do you, uh, what do you like? What are your chances here this weekend? What do you think you got? Whatever the books are saying, I guess, is my chances, right? I don't know. At the end of the day, we're just going and treating it like any other race, and just another weekend we got to go perform. What's been your favorite moment as a KBM driver? Uh, all the memories and the great people that I've met and, you know, come and gone, whatever, right? But I've learned so much with all these great people that work at KBM, and they've taught me a lot about, you know, whether it be life lessons, racing lessons, whatever it may be. I'd probably say that's the biggest thing that sticks out to me. Thanks, Chandler. Thank you. So I see this is just answering the same question over and over. Chan, they seem lonely, man. Or should I try to just leave? No, it's all good. <laughs> well, you've won here in Arca. You've won here in. Oh, yeah, I did. I forgot about that. Yeah, I talked to you in Victory. That's the only reason I remember. So. But oh, yeah, I did talk to you in Victory Lane. Now I'm remembering everything. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. But for you, it's kind of like, you know, you've been here before, you've won, but not in a pressure situation like this. I know that people take in pressure in different ways. What do you think is the biggest uh, hurdle for you guys to overcome in this situation to go and win at Phoenix again? Uh, it's just another race. I don't really see the pressure being added because at the end of the day, I'm just treating this like any other race, any other weekend, and there's a bigger prize to be to be held in victory lane if we were to get it. So. And you seem pretty level-headed, pretty mellow, typically before races, leading up to races. And I heard that playoffs are kind of stressful as in, in the playoffs it's like July. So for you, what is it like for you to decompress or stay calm and keep that mental attitude going through what is typically a stressful time? At the end of the day, it's just I was hired to go race cars for a living and perform, and that's what I do week in and week out to my basic capability. I know you haven't really been out to Phoenix a ton. Any must-dos, kind of <laughs> do's when you're out here in Phoenix? No. Well, we went to the Grand Canyon last year. That was pretty neat. But other than that, I mean, we haven't ventured around a lot. There was... There's some uh, there's some cool places definitely to go see, like the Red Rocks and whatnot. We went and seen that. But other than that, I haven't really ventured around much. How do you balance being a new father and everything else that you have going on in your career right now? Um, I focus more probably on, you know, being a good father and good husband than I do anything else. And everything else falls in line after that, honestly. 
but how has it how have you had to adjust to fatherhood I mean it's just a little more work around the house right I mean it's just another individual that you have to tend to which isn't bad at all I'm just I'm just giving you the honest truth like there's just another there's another person in the house now and um that completely relies on you and and my wife so I mean there's there's not really much adjusting there's a there's a lot that comes with that but there's not like oh it was a really big swing and I wouldn't recommend it <laughs> um you're headed to Hawaii next week what do you hope how do you know that I have my sources um after the derby but yeah okay after snowball derby. yeah 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 um so talk a little bit about snowball <laughs> derby why do you feel compelled to run snowball snowball derby what do you get from that um, giving back to the grassroots at the end of the day. I mean, it's where it kind of got me to where I am right now is grassroots racing. And as much as, you know, I'm busy and whatnot, I want to try to give back as much as I can as they've given me. And have you, you know, what is your take on running that racetrack? Because, um... You're talking about Five Flags, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can go in there and, and give it your all, and then you go in the room of doom like Christopher Bell <laughs> and Gayford did. And, yeah. And, it, you know, you're trophy just dissipates i mean just don't cheat don't cheat and your trophy won't dissipate i don't know what to tell you cross your cross your t's and dot your i's and you'll be fine when you go to the room of doom there ain't no room of doom this year oh really that's a long story oh there you go it needed to be over that, I mean, wow yeah that, that kind of needed to that's end crazy up. i didn't know that so he's not going to be part of the tour in general then? No. He's mm. the SRL deal. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he's tied into that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Talk about next year and just ramping up for that. Do you feel you're ready to make that move? And, you know, what are your expectations going into the Xfinity Series? Um, am I ready to make that move? I mean, I feel like as an individual and an athlete I am, um, and obviously other people do as well because I wouldn't be in that position if I wasn't. So. My expectations, though, are pretty high, and a lot of people are like, you need to make them real, and you can run mid-pack and get some top tens, this, that, and they're like, no, I I expect myself to go win some races next year. I'll have the group to do it. I feel like I should, I have the experience to go do it. I've ran a few Xfinity races now and kind of got my feet wet with the cars and whatnot, and I think I'm capable of honestly doing that next year. So I think anything short of at least a win next year would be a disappointment to myself. Who's your crew chief going to be, and will you spend any time with him? Can't tell you. Sorry. That has not been decided yet. Have you? Well, let's just. We haven't announced it yet. Let's just talk generically. Mm-hmm. Have you had time to spend with your crew chief, and you know, uh, what's that been like? Can Can't you tell you. Okay. <laughs> I just figured if there was a comfort level between you. I'll tell you the crew chief that I have. I am comfortable with. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I just need a generic answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll talk yeah. about Hawaii later. Yeah. Okay. The uh, you've always been one of the more intense racers that I've known, and. I can't tell in this moment, like, you seem extra, either it's laser-focused or intense or maybe I got a headache. Because of, like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, is, it, is it some combination or is it just purely the headache? Purely, well, I, I'd say it's the headache, a little bit of also, like, I'm ready to get going. Like, we've been here since yesterday. We, we landed at, like, what, 12 o'clock yesterday. So didn't do anything all day yesterday. We've done this for most of the day. Then when I leave here, we're going to – don't have practice till five o'clock so it's just been a lot of waiting and nothing really to do so um you know, i got a headache because i haven't drank any caffeine in the past three days so i've kind of done that to myself <laughs> do you not want caffeine or i just i i ended up basically falling out of the seat about 50 laps to go in that xfinity race at homestead and it was because you know i was hard-headed and didn't 
didn't hydrate well enough before the truck race and taking an accountability of the Xfinity race after, and I didn't go get an IV after. So it was just like I wanted to, you know, there's I'm racing for a championship. I don't want me to be the reason why we didn't end up getting it. All right, Kyle Chandler Smith competing for the uh, Truck Series Championship this weekend. What's your closing remarks, Kyle, for the night? Well, Rowdy, looking forward to some special shows over the weekend. Uh, Friday, uh, we got the uh, Arco West race, also the uh, the truck race at 10 o'clock Eastern on FS1 and MRN. On the NASCAR Xfinity Series race Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern on USA Network. And then the NASCAR Cup Series championship finale, uh, 3.30 Eastern on NBC and, and MRN. So that's, that's what I got, Rowdy. What do you got? Man, Kyle, it's an exciting weekend. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow afternoon to recap the uh, four for the Xfinity. What a race for Friday night. Get ready. It's going to be a shootout in Phoenix, Kyle. Yeah, bye. Johnny.